Hello! Welcome into another story about the Peters children. This week's story, Pearson and Penelope Go to Camp, is about... Well, I don't think I need to clue you in as to what it's about, since the title makes it clear. But one thing different about this week's story is that it's a two-parter, so we hope you'll come back next week to listen to the conclusion. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Brant from San Ramon, California. He sent in the correct answer of Take My Life and Let It Be from the story Pearson and Penelope Learn to Work. Good job, Brant! So what do you say we start this week's story? Okay, let's do it. Pearson and Penelope go to camp. You're going to love Evergreen Mountain Bible Camp, Pearson and Penelope. When I was young, my brother and I went to camp every summer. We absolutely loved it and looked forward to it all year long. Camp is where I first began to understand what it means to repent of my sins and believe in Christ and live a new life. Daddy Peters was about to launch into a story. I remember Mr. Stanson leading our group by the fire at night, and that is when I really began to understand why repentance and belief are the foundations of the gospel. It was there that I began to realize, for the very first time, that my sin and all sin is equally odious to God. He hates little lies, sometimes people call those white lies, and he hates big lies, and jealousy, and man's anger, and rudeness, and sassiness, all the same. God is so holy that he can't tolerate being around any of that. I remember that Mr. Stanson had a really funny way to demonstrate how much God hates sin. We had just finished a long hike right before we gathered around the campfire. All of us were a little thirsty, and we were told to sit down and that everyone would be given bottles of icy cold water. Mr. Stanson had a cold bottle of water that had condensation on the outside, and boy, did it look refreshing. He held it up in front of us and asked us if looking at that bottle made us want to have a drink. And boy, did we ever! So we all nodded, because we were thirsty and we really wanted a drink. And then Mr. Stanson asked a gross and funny question. How about if I told you that this isn't water, but it's actually pee? Would you want to drink then? Pearson and Penelope, who had been listening intently in the back seat of the car, scrunched up their faces in disgust. Oh! Daddy Peters, was it actually pee? Well, hold on, I'm getting there. Of course, every kid shook his head no and made the same disgusted sounds you two just made. I was right there with him, too. How gross! But Mr. Stanson kept going. His second question was, What if it was only half filled with pee? Would you drink it then? And again, all of us yelled that we would never do that! But Mr. Stanson wasn't finished with his questions. Well, how about if the bottle was filled with a quarter of pee and three quarters of water? Would you drink it then? What about an eighth of pee and seven-eighths water? Would you drink it if it had 15 sixteenths of water, but a sixteenth of pee? 
And finally, he asked, what if this water bottle had only one, one tiny, teeny drop of pee? Almost no pee, but just a tiny drop. Would you drink it then? None of us changed our answer. We all hooted and hollered and answered, no, of course not, or something like that. But Mr. Stanson pressed on. He had a point to make. He said, it's apparent to me that no amount of pee is acceptable for any of you campers to drink. So I assume you don't want any pee in your water. Well, we all cracked up and made all kinds of noise at that obvious statement. (laughs) Then he said, I get it. Certainly no one wants to drink any pee. Me too. But that's when he made the point that stayed with me forever. He said, that is how sin is to God. He cannot tolerate sin, even the tiniest little one. He can't accept any person who is good just about all of the time, but maybe every so often he tells a tiny lie. Or maybe someone is just rude every once in a while. Or sasses their parents maybe once a year. The frequency doesn't matter, though. God cannot and will not tolerate sin. So that's why we need Jesus, who will cleanse us from all our sin, making us acceptable to God. And that really helped me to understand that all of my sin is like that to God. It's disgusting, and he can't tolerate it. Wow, Daddy Peters, that is such a good way to explain it, Penelope exclaimed. I feel like I understand it too, Daddy Peters. And now I see why you always say that sin is like a poop cookie. It looks so yummy and chocolatey from the outside, but when we bite into it, it's gross. Pearson scowled at the thought of the poop cookie. You got that right, bud. Mr. Stanson inspired that yucky analogy. That was when Mama Peters began to speak. Unlike Daddy Peters, I never got to go to camp. All my neighbor friends went to camp, but my parents didn't have much money. And so we didn't even really do many vacations, Mama Peters added. Does camp cost a lot of money? Penelope asked. She was sad for Mama Peters that she never got to go to camp. Yes, it does, Pen. But the Lord provides, and we're so excited for you and Pearson to experience your first time going to camp. I think it should be so much fun. And even though I never went to camp, I didn't miss out on childhood fun. My siblings and I had tons of fun playing together. And we even went swimming in the local creek during the summer. Wow! Was the water dirty, Mama? Pearson wanted to know. I'm sure it was, but it was plenty clean for us, Mama Peters answered. I so wish we had a swimming pool, Pearson mused wistfully. You know, Pearson and Penelope, it doesn't really matter what you have or you don't have. Childhood is special and a gift from God. Daddy Peters and I hope that camp will be a time of great fun and of getting to know Jesus better. We want it to be a memory that you'll cherish as you grow older. Mama Peters had no sooner finished speaking than Daddy Peters burst out, Hey everyone, we're here! He pulled into the parking lot of Evergreen Mountain Bible Camp. Pearson and Penelope looked around admiringly at the lush green of the trees that stood tall, blocking out the direct sunlight like a canopy. They stepped out of the car and could instantly smell the forest aroma and the pine needles beneath their feet. They could hear the distant shouts of joy of other campers in the distance 
and their hearts thumped with anticipation and nervousness. Come on, troops! Daddy Peters was jubilant as he loaded Patience and Priscilla under their stroller and began walking toward the registration building. Once inside the building, the Peters family was greeted by a smiling woman with a welcoming voice. Well, hello! And welcome to Evergreen. Registration is right over there at that table. She pointed toward a table behind her. The Peters family took a few steps over to the registration table, where they were greeted and asked for their name. Peters, Daddy Peters said to the inquisitive woman with a list in front of her. Ah, uh, yes. Pearson and Penelope, here you are. Pearson and Penelope nodded as the woman handed them a green and purple bracelet. Penelope, you're in the purple group this week. That means you're in cabin purple. And Pearson, I'll bet you can guess what group you're in. Ah, uh, green? Pearson was ever so tentative in his answer, hopefully that he had answered correctly. You're absolutely right, Pearson. You're in cabin green. Follow Billy to your cabins and get set up, because in about 20 minutes we have our camp call. That's when we call you with the big bell, and everyone meets at the amphitheater for instructions and games. Billy, a young counselor with black curlyish hair, walked up. He picked up Pearson and Penelope's backpacks and said energetically, Hi, I'm Billy. I'll show you to your cabins. You're going to have a great week. You want to say goodbye to your parents? Well, suddenly, both Pearson and Penelope felt like crying. Pearson held strong and regained his composure, refusing to let a tear fall. But Penelope, whose jitters and sadness had not seen Daddy Mama Peters for a whole week, suddenly hit her hard. She began to cry inconsolably. I'm going to miss you so much, Patience. I'm going to miss you, Priscilla, too. I love you so, so much. Mama Peters, <laughs> do I have to stay? Penelope was clinging to Priscilla. Oh, honey, Mama Peters replied in her usual comforting voice. It isn't that you have to stay. You get to stay. I know you're sad now, but I promise you're going to have a great week. Can you trust me? Daddy Peters responded. It's true, honey. The Lord is with you. And remember, Mama Peters put in $20 for each of you in your backpacks. If the camp store is half as great as it was when I was a kid, you're going to find plenty to spend that money on. Okay, Daddy Peters. I love you, and I'll trust you, Mama. Penelope was doing her utmost to stop crying. I love you, Priscilla, Patience, Mama and Daddy Peters, Pearson echoed, doling out generous hugs. I love you too, sweet boy. Remember, honor the Lord in all you do. Mama Peters hugged Pearson tightly. After saying all of their goodbyes, Pearson and Penelope followed Billy toward the cabin. As they walked toward their cabins, Billy was enthusiastically chatting. He pointed out all of the places at camp that they could enjoy. See that building? That's the cafeteria, where you can find the best camp food this side of the Mississippi. And over there? Well, that's the sports camp. We play a lot of Foursquare, and that's the field where tons of games go down. We play a whole lot of capture the flag and kickball. And up there is the camp store your dad talked about. It's a great place. It's got everything, including soft serve ice cream cones. They're only 75 cents each, and I buy one every single day. Well, Penelope and Pearson looked at one another with eyes big as saucers. Ice cream cones? They quickly calculated the cost of six days worth of ice cream cones in their head and figured if they bought one every day, they would still have plenty of money for other stuff. Boy, oh boy, Daddy and Mama Peters were right. They were going to have a great time at camp. Billy dropped Penelope off at Camp Purple, and she had to say goodbye to Pearson. 
She was sad all over again, but she stood her ground and refused to cry this time. She hugged her brother and said goodbye. Billy explained that they would see each other shortly at camp call. Penelope opened the door to her cabin, and in a few minutes, she became acquainted with her counselor Chrissy and all of her roommates for the week. Jenna, Naomi, Sarah, Molly, and Katie. They were all so loud and funny, and Penelope promptly felt comfortable with all of them. The girls chatted nonstop until the bell, which signaled that it was time for camp call. The group quickly arrived at the amphitheater, and Penelope waved an enthusiastic hello to Pearson, who waved back. He appeared to be enjoying his roommates and leader as much as she was enjoying hers. After a rousing welcome from the head counselor, the worship band led all of the campers in song. The leader started them off with some silly camp songs that he taught them, and after they were through with that, he led them in some worship songs. He ended the singing time with Near the Cross. He explained to the campers that every day he was planning to sing a hymn with them because he wanted everyone to become acquainted with hymns. Penelope was silently thankful that she already knew a lot of hymns because Daddy Peter sang hymns with them at family worship. After the singing ended, the whole camp played Capture the Flag on the field. Capture the Flag was followed by a night hike into the woods and then a fire at the amphitheater. Penelope sat next to Katie at the fire, laughing and chatting as they both roasted their marshmallows. Katie, it feels like I've known you forever. Penelope was only too happy that they had been introduced. I know, Katie responded. And we've only been at camp one day. It's going to be a great week. Oh, I know it. And I love the worship band, too. They sing such good songs. Penelope was just as pleased as Katie. Yeah, Katie said. It's really great. I, I don't know any of the songs, though. I haven't ever been to church before. Penelope was surprised by Katie's statement. She couldn't believe that someone so kind as Katie hadn't ever been to church. And yet she was here at a Bible camp. You haven't? Well, then, how do you know Jesus? Penelope queried. Well, actually, I'm just starting to learn about him, Penelope. I've only lived with my foster parents for a few months. Before that, I was with another foster family. But they stopped foster care, so I got sent away. And my foster parents now, Jan and Steve, well, they're really great. But they're the first ones to have a religion. I never even heard of the Bible before until Jan and Steve. They read it to me and their kids every day. Wait, uh, what, what's a foster kid? Well, a foster kid is someone like me who needs to be adopted, but no one has adopted them yet. I only know who my mom is because I have some papers, but I've never met her. And I, and I don't know who my dad is either. Oh, Katie, that's so sad. I am so sorry. Penelope didn't know what else to say, but she felt sad for her new friend. Oh, it's okay. I, I really like Jan and Steve. They're super kind. And they've been telling me about Jesus. And I really feel like I want to know him and learn more. They said that there's no friend like Jesus. And it made me really interested in knowing him. And they said there's no father who cares as much about anyone as God. They've been teaching me a lot. And it makes me feel better because they said that God cares about me. Oh, Katie, he does. He cares about you more than anyone else ever could. Thanks, Penelope. Yeah, I, I don't understand it all. And, and it, it does make me sad that no one ever really loved me until Steve and Jan. I mean, my other foster parents were okay, but they were kind of busy and they worked all the time. And they were always stressed. And I, I think they just had too many foster kids because they didn't have time for each of us. 
I felt sad because I just wanted to be with someone forever, like, like a forever family. Oh, I don't have any idea of what it's like not to have a family. I could understand why that would make you sad. Penelope wanted to cry. Well, don't worry about it, Penelope. Y- you get used to it. But families are pretty neat. Steve and Jan told me that they considered me part of their forever family, and that if I ever become a child of God, I'll be even more part of that forever family. I don't really totally understand it, but I know it's true. Before Penelope could answer, she had to swallow the lump that had formed in her throat. Oh, you will be, Katie. And then we'll be forever sisters if you repent of your sins and believe in Christ. The last bell of the day rang, and it was time for bed. The campers began making their way to their cabins. Before drifting off to sleep, Penelope prayed for Daddy Peters and Mama Peters, her twin sisters Patience and Priscilla, and finally for Katie. She prayed that Katie would repent of her sins and believe in Christ and become a true and eternal member of her family, her sister in Christ. She also prayed that God would give her a forever family. The whole week seemed to fly by. There was a nightly campfire, swimming in the camp pool, Bible lessons, more games of capture the flag, Lots of nature hikes, songs, ice cream cones from the camp store, yummy dinners of hamburgers, macaroni and cheese, spaghetti, meatloaf, and teriyaki chicken. The whole week was a dream week for Pearson and Penelope. They soaked all of it in, like a pig who rolls around in the mud and only thinking about home during downtime, which was rare. The night before camp was over, Katie sat by Penelope at dinner. They had formed a tight bond all week long and Penelope shared about the peace story from Daddy Peter's camp time. Penelope shared every detail she could remember. Katie had sat quietly, utterly transfixed by the story. At the end of it, tears were rolling down her face. Penelope, thanks for sharing that with me. I do believe in Jesus. I have believed in him ever since Jan and Steve told me about him. But now, after the peace story... I understand what sin is to him and why he had to die, and I understand how I have sinned. Oh, was Penelope overjoyed. She gave Katie the biggest hug ever. Oh, Katie, I am so, so happy. I've been understanding more and more why I need to repent about all my sin every day, and I'm so thankful that Jesus loves me in spite of all my sin. Me too, Penelope. I feel his love. And I can't believe I have a dad, a father in heaven. That's better than anything I could ever have imagined. Penelope and Katie shared their joy with the other girls in the cabin that night. And no one could fall asleep before midnight. The next day, Penelope and Pearson said some difficult goodbyes to all of their friends and agreed to become pen pals with them. They exchanged addresses and phone numbers and email addresses too, promising to stay in touch with each other. But when Daddy and Mama Peters, along with Priscilla and Patience, appeared at the pickup, Penelope and Pearson felt their eyes fill with tears of joy. Because no matter how much fun they had had all week long, there is absolutely no place like home. Hello, this is Grandmom's Corner. So did you love listening to that story? I sure did. And I can't wait to hear the second part of the story next week. I wonder what that will be about. I don't know if you've ever gone to camp where you spend the night like Pearson and Penelope did. Maybe you've gone to a day camp at your church or through your school during the summer. Camp is such a fun experience. But right now in our world, a lot of things have been canceled. Slowly though, things are starting to reopen. 
We here at Whimsy Winds are praying that God would help our world see Jesus and that He will give us hope in Him. We hope there will be camp this summer for all who want to attend. Make sure you're praying that God will work it out if it's His will. As a kid, I too loved camp, but our family was like Mama Peter's family. We didn't have much money for things like camp, but God provided a way for my siblings and me to attend. If you remember last week's story, Daddy Peters told Pearson and Penelope about his paper route. A lot of you listening may not know what a paper route is, but when I was a kid, I earned money to go to camp by helping a friend fold his papers for his route. And camp was so, so fun. But there was so much more to it than just having fun. Like Pearson and Penelope, I already knew Jesus when I began going to camp. But I grew closer to Jesus as I heard the good news about how Jesus came to save sinners. It was at camp that I began to be more grateful for what Jesus did for me by dying on the cross. Listen to what it says in the Bible in Colossians 1, 13 and 14. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That means that before I knew Jesus, I was lost in my sin and my spiritual eyes couldn't see what Jesus had done for sinners like me. But God did all the work he opened my eyes of faith and helped me believe that I was a sinner, that he died on the cross for those horrible sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day. That's called the gospel. And I believe that. And we pray that you will believe that too someday if you don't already. And one day, when we die, or if Jesus comes back first, we and billions of others who know and love Jesus will go to be with him forever. Those are the kinds of things I heard during chapel and worship time at camp. And it was a place where I made some lifelong friends. We hope you'll have a great summer and that you'll grow closer to Jesus during this very tough time in our world. The Lord willing, we plan to be here next week with part two. We hope you will be too. Bye for now.